1: You are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
2: What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Locked On Wizards. You know you got your boy D and Ed, and today... I want to thank you guys for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. I would love it if you guys subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts and any other platforms. Follow us on Twitter. Subscribe to us on YouTube. And hey, we have today a list of topics. We're going to go over five things we want to see in the preseason finale. Um, we got some Rui Hachamara news, Montrez Herald comments, uh, Zach Lowe league pass rankings and some bold predictions. So I kind of want to get your take on the five things you want to see in the Wizards next preseason finale.
0: Yeah, I mean, this is it. This is the dress rehearsal right here. So I'm excited. I mean, we got a game and not practice. We got a, our first game is on Wednesday. So I'm super excited. Our first game is in less than a week. Basketball is finally, finally here. Um, but five things I'm looking for, I mean, we get a, a revenge game against the Knicks. I know it's preseason, but still what they did to us in our own house was ridiculous. 24 threes is unacceptable. Like I said, they would have broke their own uh, regular season record of three-pointers made if that was a real game. Uh, that was unacceptable. Um, I want to see us defend the three-pointer better, uh, defend the corners better, and uh, defend their guard penetration. Emmanuel quickly got to the basket uh, very easily. Derek Rose was able to get to the basket whenever he felt like and able to dish it off as well. Uh, I thought RJ Bayer played well. Obi Toppin, a lot of their guys were able to get it done. And I, I want to say Julius Randle is going to play because Julius Randle did not play uh, last game. I do. Uh, my second thing, I want to see Bradley Bill shoot better. One for 11 is not – it's basically out of character. That's not him. You know, and there are going to be off nights for everybody. Not everybody's going to shoot, you know, from the floor, but one for 11, that can't happen for Bradley Bill. But on the flip side, it was a positive because, you know, we were able to still have a lead while he wasn't playing well, where last year if he's not playing well, it was, you know, where we don't really have much of a chance to win. So that was a positive sign. Um, Again, I want to see the effort from Daniel Gafford. I want to see another double-double for him. I want to see him not foul. I want to see him uh, be able to have stamina and stay in the game and finish strong rebound, do what he does best. Um, thirdly, I want to see uh, Corey Kispert play better. You know, he hasn't shot the ball well so far. Like I went over the percentages, shot 14% from the three-point line, and I want to say he shot like 20% from the field or 30, 30% overall from the field. No, know he's a rookie. It's going to be hard for him coming in. It's not easy for rookies to come in and just come in and shooting the lights out. But I I do want to see him before the first game of the season hit a couple of threes and um, just get more comfortable out there um, and and, and improve defensively game by game. And then, you know, like you predicted with Kyle Kuzma, I want to see Kyle Kuzma once again. So those are some individual performances. And of course, I want to see the ball movement. The ball movement was awesome from what I saw, a lot better than last year, just moving the ball and nobody being selfish. And, and the ball didn't even hit the floor at one point. We were just moving the ball, moving it uh, across the perimeter. So I, I love that. Um, and then lastly, uh, of course, the pick and roll with, with Gafford and, and Dinwiddie and just seeing Dinwiddie be that floor general. Um, you know, he was our big name or big free agent pickup. So I want to see uh, Dinwiddie. He still he, he played well. He's shooting 40% from the field, uh, from the three-point line in, in preseason, four for 10, small sample size. But I want to see him keep it up. You know, if he's able to hit shots, he'll be spacing the floor. I'll make things a lot easier for Bradley Bill.
2: Yeah, I agree with a lot of points you made. Um, my five, number one, I talk about it all the time, and especially playing against a team, like you said, that just killed the Wizards from three. My number one thing, it has to be better three-point defense. Now, the st- statistically, Against the Raptors, they improved, and it was kind of by default. You don't give up 46% from three all the time. But I want the Wizards to really lock in on the three-point defense. You cannot let the Knicks get hot after they just embarrassed you, like you said, in your own home. You cannot let them once again get these open looks, get comfortable from the three, and next thing you know, they start hitting all these tougher threes, these, you know, good contested shots. Because you left them open earlier in the game, and now that energy kind of transfers from player to player, and now everybody kind of gets it going. And they're already home in New York. So Wizards we'll just need to lock in on the three-point defense, definitely. I also would say for my second point, I want to see Kyle Kuzma continue to be aggressive. I want to continue to see him um, be comfortable shooting the three, stepping into his three-pointers. Be good defensively. Look in control when he has the basketball in his hands. Like I know in the first game against the Knicks, he had a play that kind of went on the on Twitter where he went to the basket and kind of messed. I don't know if he told us I don't know what happened, but it looked <laughs> bad. So going, I want him to keep that momentum from the Raptors game going into the Knicks game so he can go into the season positive. Thirdly, like you said, Bradley Bill, same for me. I would love to see him shooting better, continue to play good team defense. Just, I I mean, and it's not too big of a deal because he's not going to go one for 11 from the field again. He's going to score and shoot better. So I would say specifically, I want to see a higher three-point percentage from him from the three. That's what I would say. Um, Thirdly, I would say Corey Kispert. I want to see a good game from him. Corey Kispert, I definitely want to see. His first game was good. His first game was impressive. He was in the starting lineup. He looked comfortable. He looked at control. But ever since the first game, he's looked pretty, I would say, rough. I would say he's looked rough for the most part, especially shooting. And I tell you this all the time. When you have a guy like Corey Kispert, whose main game is shooting, you're going to be judged like Davies Bertanz is judged. If you shoot well... People aren't going to complain. You had a great shooting game. You did what you got drafted to do. If you shoot poorly, people are going to be upset. You're supposed to shoot. You're the best shooter in the draft, quote, unquote, and you're not shooting the ball well. People are going to have issues with that. So I hope um, for Corey Kispert to have a better game. Fourthly, Spencer Dimwitty and Daniel Gafford. I just want to continue to see more of that pick and roll game. I just love seeing it every time they're on the floor. So more pick and rolls for them. And fifthly, Montrez Harold, keep the energy up. Just keep doing what you've been doing this whole preseason. You've been very consistent. I'm I'm loving what I'm seeing. So those will be my five things right there. And before we get into the next topic, guys, I want to give a message out from our people at Prize Picks. Prize Picks has the best NBA DFS prop game on the market. PrizePix offers more NBA props than any other DFS prop operator and offers all the superstar players as well as bench players only, recording a handful of minutes each game. PrizePix offers any prop you can think of from yardage to touchdowns, even interceptions thrown. All of our listeners that deposit and use our promo code will receive a 100% instant deposit matchup to $100. Just be sure to use promo code NBA. You pick two to five players and an over-under on their projections, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry, and it's just you versus the projected numbers. Price Picks allows mixed sport entries. You can take the over on LeBron combined with the under on Mahomes in the same entry, for example. Use the award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play entries. Can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. Prospix is safe and offers fast withdrawals. Don't hesitate. Check out prizepicks.com and use promo code MBA or go to your app store and download the app today. Prizepicks is daily fantasy made easy.
1: The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
2: So, hey, we got some Rui Hachimura news, but before we get into that, I would like to thank you guys again for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. Once again, we are free and available on all platforms. So Ed, we got some Rui Hachimura news. We got an update. They say he's still gonna be in the protocol, the covert protocol for a few more days before his return, and there's no timetable on his return. So it sounds like he's definitely not gonna be ready for the season opener. Do you kind of have a little idea on if you were to just guess on where you think he may be back?
0: Yeah, it's tough because they had a press conference today and I'm I'm reading some I'm reading the quote from Wes that says. It's going to take some time to get Rui Hachimura up to speed. Hachimura is still going through the league's health and safety protocols before he can rejoin. But um, basically, Wes said there's no timetable for return for Rui right now. But like you just said, I mean, I don't see him playing on uh, Wednesday night against the Raptors. Um, So, I mean, I hope he can get back as soon as possible. But, you know, they're – I was reading an article, too, where they're going to send him some video clips, and they've been talking to him, communicating with him as much as they can. Of course, he's behind the eight ball, but communicating with West, learning the plays, the defensive schemes. Um, Just getting to know Kyle Kuzma, Trez, and uh, Dinwiddie, getting the chemistry, just getting the feel of, you know, how Dinwiddie passes the ball, where Kuzma likes his spots, or where, you know, they could enter the ball to Rui at the mid-post, because, you know, he loves that mid-range jumper, so um, it is... I really wish he could have been here for the training camp and, you know, guys got there Labor Day where they were playing open gym and five on five and whatnot, but mental health is super important. We talked about that a couple of episodes before. Um, it's super important. Uh, he had a lot of stuff on his plate in the Olympics in Japan, you know, he's holding the torch and then, you know, another fellow per- fellow person who was competing in the Olympics as well. Naomi Osaka, she took time off as well. So um, it's very important to, to, um, you know, get get right before the season starts. So I understand what Rui, I'm not going to say I understand, but, you know, uh, we we definitely um, understand where Rui is is coming from. And uh, I hope he can be back at least for before, you know, before game five. That's that's what I'm hoping.
2: Yeah, and Ed pretty much hit everything on the head right there with what he said. I just wanted to hit that um, note for you guys, for all you listeners. Um, We got an update on Rui. Definitely wanted to let you guys know about that. And Montrez Harold, during his press conference, he had some interesting comments to quote him. He said, to be honest with you, we don't really have a lot of pressure on us, bruh. Nobody expects <laughs> us to do anything for real. Reporters, league, nobody has us doing anything off the rip anyway. We're here to change the culture, go out there and win games. And also, Montrez Harold recites something that Bradley Bill often says to the team as well which is where the Washington Wizards, bro, we've been overlooked forever. So, Ed, what were your thoughts when you seen those quotes?
0: I mean, that's a lot. I mean, he he was honest. He was brutally honest. I mean, the Wizards, we don't have high expectations. I think our over-under right now is 34 and a half. And honestly, even when we were good with Death Row, D.C., nobody put a lot of respect on us at all. To be honest, those were our heydays, you know, and um, we never really got much respect. And I think Bradley Bill is saying that because, you know, Of course, every year he's, you know, he's on Twitter, he's vocal, you know, his 2K rating or him not making an All-NBA until this year or him not making an All-Star that year where he was averaging 25, 5, and 5. Um, So, you know, him being on rosters where, you know, we're not winning games, then we're going to be overlooked. And, you know, being a Wizards fan, both of us being diehard Wizards fans, you know, we haven't gotten over 49 wins since, what, 1979. We haven't won 50 50 games. Our last championship was 1978, so I hate to bring that up, but – You know, I'm a a Washington football fan. So, you know, we haven't won much in in basketball and football in D.C. in a long time. So it's easy to be overlooked. Both those teams, Washington football teams, always overlooked. The Washington Wizards were always overlooked. So um, that hit me, being a Wizards fan, being a D.C. sports fan, for sure. We definitely feel that. But to change that, they got to win games. And I think Trez knows that. I think Brad knows that for sure. Um, Hopefully that doesn't lead to Brad requesting a trade before the trade deadline, like, you know, he's tired of being overlooked. He wants to be in the spotlight where, you know, if let's say if he is in a big spotlight now, he'll be getting all NBA or all-star looks all the time just because he's in a bigger market. So that's what we're hoping. Doesn't have with Bradley bill, but um, you know, he, he was brutally honest there. And I like, I like that underdog mentality. I hope they come in hungry. Trez was the leader of that players only meeting. So I hope they come in hungry and start fast. We gotta have a start. We gotta have a fast start. I don't think we can, come in and be 5-10 and ten or 0-5 starting this year. It, it just it just can't happen this year because this trade deadline is going to be super, super important, um, especially helping out West Unsell Jr. and just getting these guys together. I think we're going to have to come out to at least a 500 start through the first 10, 15 games. So they're going to have to start hot. Kuzma said it would be 20 games. We talked about that last night where it takes 20 games to jail, and Montrez didn't agree with that but he said he understood because it's just so many new guys and you have Rui coming back and you're going to have Thomas Bryant coming back. So it's just so many moving parts. So it's just, it's just interesting and so many guys at the same position that can play well. Like Davies is fighting, fighting for minutes. Denny's fighting for minutes. Rui is going to get his minutes. Now he's got to come back and really um, prove himself as a new coaching staff too. So not everything's just going to be given to Rui. So he still has to come in and play hard when he does come back. So he, he has some interesting quotes, some interesting quotes today for sure.
2: Yeah, he definitely did. I found it interesting that the two, you know, very brutal, very honest quotes mm-hmm. came from two guys who came from the Los Angeles Lakers. And it's not surprising at all because when I spoke about the Cal Kuzma quotes, you got two guys came coming from Los Angeles, a big market, coming from playing with LeBron James, the most scrutinized player in NBA today, is to go from that to the Washington Wizards mm. is is not surprising. It's the truth, and they realize it, and they understand that as well. And as Bradley Bill says, as far as the, We're the Washington Wizards, we've been overlooked forever. I, I think that, I mean, it's definitely truth, but I'm not going to act like the Wizards have just been one of those very, very good teams that just right, right. continue to get disrespected. Like you said, the um, D.C. Death Row were the Wizards' heydays, and that team, their high point was game seven of the <laughs> second round, which <laughs> they lost. So it's very understandable as to why the Wizards have been overlooked. And Brad has complained, like you said, about the 2K rating and All-Star snubs in the past and All-NBA snubs in the past, et cetera. Like you said, they gotta start fast. I think that's a very key point. They have to start fast because if they don't, the fans they're gonna they're gonna start feeling oh same old same old. Energy's <clears throat> gonna be down. I think if they really want to turn things around as far as this organization, the feeling from the fans, the energy around the building, they gotta start off fast. They do. They have a a good amount of veterans on that team. Now they have good depth, good serviceable players at every position on the team. I think they got what it takes to start off fast and start off decent. So I grew with Montrezl Harrell. What he said was a fact. And once again, I just think it's, it's telling how the two guys that came from playing with LeBron James and in two really big markets coming to smaller markets have been the ones that made the very honest quotes. But before we get into our next segment, guys, I want to give a message to you from our friends at Theragun. Don't let the stress of daily life weigh on your body. Whether you're an athlete, an elite athlete, or someone like me, just trying to make it through the day tension-free, Theragun can help. Theragun is a handheld percussive therapy device that releases your deepest muscle tension using a scientifically calibrated combo of death, speed, and power. And it's as quiet as an electric toothbrush the gen 4 theragun doesn't just feel good it gets to the source of the pain by releasing tension using theragun's signature percussive therapy which goes 60 percent deeper than vibration alone whether you want to treat your muscle tension from working out an injury or just the stresses of everyday life there's no substitute for the theragun gen 4. the OLED screen and the design makes you feel like you're holding something from the future just go to their site and check it out. And the Thurgun app learns from your behaviors and suggests guided routines. Thurgun is trusted by 250 professional sports teams like Real Madrid and elite athletes like Paul George, DeAndre Hopkins, Maria Sharapova, hundreds of thousands of customers, and me. I work at a Best Buy, so I have a Thurgun. <laughs> it works, I work in a warehouse. Lifting Mm -hmm, stuff, mm -hmm. it it definitely works. It releases the muscles and all the tension. I love it. Uh, You can try Theragun for 30 days starting at only $199. Go to therabody.com slash locked on right now and get your Gen 4 Theragun today. That's therabody.com slash locked on. therabody.com slash locked on. And we also have a message from our friends at Built Bar. Did you know that Built Bar has so many delicious flavors? There's something for everyone. They have coconut, cherry barcia, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, German chocolate. I am a huge salted caramel guy. I love (laughs) it. It tastes delicious. Not only are Built Bar flavors the best tasting, but they're healthy too. You can check out the macros. 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180 only 45 grams of sugar and only 45 grams of net carbs. It's amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. You can order today and get the grasshopper cookie or raspberry or whatever you like or the salted caramel, which I prefer. Built Bar is the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team as well. You can go to Built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 50% off your order. That's promo code lock 15 at Built.com to get 15% off of your order now a we just talked about the montrez harold comments and i know you wanted to speak on some expectations we've been hyping montrez harold up <laughs> a lot of fans have been excited it is easy to see him becoming a fan favorite fast with the way he plays and the energy he brings to the table so what are your expectations for montrez harold this season
0: yeah so i i wanted to look up his because somebody um Commented on our last video and they said that they don't like Trez because they said he was a minus 20 last night. And I, my expectations for Trez is, you know, I think he's capable of averaging, you know, 15. I think he's capable of averaging 18, honestly, when he was the sixth man of the year. I think, but with this team, I see him averaging, you know, 15 and about six or seven boards a game. And that's really good. That's probably mixed in with a couple of double doubles some blocks, some nights where he does dominate, but there are flaws to his game where, you know, Frank Vogel didn't didn't play him much in the fourth quarter because he does struggle defensively against, you know, taller bigs. Um, he doesn't stretch the floor, um, you know, different things like that. And the same thing happened with the Clippers in the playoffs, you know, when a game slows down, um, he struggles with that. And, and like I said, guarding other bigs that can stretch the floor and shoot threes and, shoot a hook shot over him. So there are flaws to his game. There are reasons why, reasons why Frank Volk sat him down. And then he had, he had a strong comments last week where he said he dang near had a year off. He, he felt like he dang near had a year off with the Lakers. So those are the pros and cons. I just got the cons out of the way with Montrez just to realize that he's not a perfect player. Nobody on this roster is a perfect player. We know that, but I do think he's going to contribute just being a vocal leader, just being that tough guy. I think he's, he's going to be that Marquise Morris. I mean, he, we 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 bring up the death row dc team. I don't think this team really compares to the death row dc. I'm not saying that the death row dc team is way better than this team, but it's definitely a different, you know, it's a way different roster, a way different dynamic, but for that role for Trez, I think it is kind of that Marquise Morris role. But um, Trez is going to come in, and he's going to play hard, he's going to body guys, push guys around. He's going to be that mean guy, that tough guy for us. And he's going to be reliable in the post. He has a bevy of moves in the post. He has a hook shot up and under, which he showed in the preseason game against the Raptors, um, finishing around the rim. He can get up and catch a lob. He can finish around the rim. Uh, he, he plays above the rim as well. And uh, I, I like what he saw. He's a, he's a good pick-and-roll uh, rim-running guy. And I think he's going to get a lot of playing time. Uh, like I said before with Gafford, sometimes he will get in foul trouble. I, I knock on wood. I'm hoping he doesn't. But if there are nights where Gaff is off, and we know Trez is going to come in, pick up the slack, pick up the energy. He's going to get the crowd involved, too. There's not going to be a night where we're not going to get energy from Trez. I don't think there's going to be a night where we won't get energy for Gafford either. That's the great thing about our bigs is just they're going to give 110% effort. So what I'm expecting from Trez, I'm expecting, I'm expecting toughness, energy, 14 points, six boards. That's my expectations for him this year. And he is going to be a key piece in a push to the plan or a push to the playoffs. We're going to need this guy. We're going to need him to contribute and be there every night. You know, he's one of the older guys on the team. He's 28. And this is a young team. So he's going to be one of those veteran vocal leaders on the roster.
2: Yeah, I I agree with you, especially on the parts where he's definitely going to have the opportunity to to play, especially with Thomas Bryant being out right now. And we know Daniel Gafford at times is going to be second quarters, and he's picking up his second foul and on a really bad night, his third foul. He's going to have the opportunity to go out there and play. I'm expecting what we've seen in the preseason, him to bring the energy, him to be vocal and him to really help this team. Now we know Montrez Harrell isn't you know, he's not the perfect player. He has his issues. Lakers were very justified and had their issues with the way he played. It just didn't work out. And he couldn't get those minutes with the Los Angeles Lakers, the Washington wizards aren't the Los Angeles Lakers right now.
0: Right. Thankful,
2: I mean, thankfully for Montrez Harrell. So what he can bring for us, I feel like outweighs the negatives and cons to his game that the Lakers felt like, especially with them being championship contenders, felt like they couldn't put him on the court. I feel like the Wizards and where the Wizards at, the positives are going to outweigh all those negatives. So I think something like even... 11 and 5. I feel mm-hmm. like off the bench it's still very helpful, still very positive because you're bringing you're talking about all the other things he brings too. That vocal that vocal leadership, that athleticism and that pick and roll game and just that energy. Energy especially for a team that wants to run is important. You want guys who can run. You want guys who can get out and bring energy, especially if you want to be a faster paced team, which we're accustomed to the Wizards being, and West said that the Wizards are still going to be one of those teams that are pretty high in pace. So, those are our expectations for Montrezl hell right there. And towards the end of this, we want to get into some miscellaneous stuff. Some miscellaneous Wizards <laughs> news. A little fun stuff. Zach Lowe dropped his league past rankings. These aren't power rankings. These are just rankings on watchability and his thoughts on teams. And the Wizards ranked 23rd out of 30 what do you feel about that how you feel about that
0: it's all because we don't have a superstar and bradley bill is an all nba guy because i'm looking at the article what he wrote so he said there is some indefinable drabness about the wizards experience something about their red white and blue jerseys doesn't work so he talked about the jerseys as well which i don't really care about but he said, Bradley builds an electric score with old school with an old-school mid-range smooth game. He and Spencer Dinwiddie should amp up the pace and take turns uh, uh, spreading the pick-and-roll with shooters spotting up around an army of nasty diamond like Gafford, Montrez, and eventually Thomas Bryant. Um, so he he did compliment the Wizards. He said Drew Gooden is a candid and funny brimming with behind-the-scenes story. So he talked about the the color analyst as well. Said he has a cool electric slide style, exaggerated side step three. Uh, gave some props to Rui as well. Gave some props to Gafford. Said that Gafford tossed everyone's nonsense back once the Wiz stole him from the Chicago Bulls. People like 3.6 shots per 36 minutes in D.C. So he did give the Wizards some props. But I understand where he's coming from just because we don't have – you look at all the teams around the NBA, all the top teams. You look at the Lakers. They got two superstars. The Nets have three superstars if, if, if one of them plays. you know We'll see what happens with that. Um, Look at the Bucs. Giannis and Chris Middleton is not a superstar, but Giannis is an MVP candidate. So that that just balances the whole roster of watchability. The Warriors got Steph. Um, So we just, you know, Bradley Bill, I love Brad, but he's not in that superstar level with Steph, Braun, Anthony Davis, you know, James Harden, KD. I think he's close, but as a superstar where the national media wants to market him because we only have what two national tv games if think we only have one national tv game they didn't even want to give us one last year with Russell Westbrook that's how you know overlooked we were last year and they finally started giving us some when we finally went on that run towards the end of the year so um that's probably why you know if if other guys can step up like Rui can become a star in this league that's when we can finally get some Watchability, so you know we'll we'll see. We got we got to wake these guys up, just like Tres in the press conference. No, the mainstream media—they don't care about us. We're overlooked right now, so we got to earn that respect and get that watchability and get games on ESPN and TNT and you know not just NBC Sports. Even though I love my NBC Sports Washington, you know that's that's what we got. We just got to win ball games.
2: Yeah, and I'm not shocked by the 23rd ranking, especially when you lose a guy like Russell Westbrook all those eyes go away, and they're in Los Angeles now. So you look at the roster, you look at Bradley Beal, and everybody else is just pretty mid-tier level, you know? So I'm not shocked at all that they were ranked 23rd. Like you said, you made a really good point. They didn't give us that many national television games with Russell Westbrook (laughs) on the roster. So with Russ gone, it's no surprise they ranked 23rd. I think that's understandable. And they gotta win games at the end of the day like you said they gotta win games so we both pretty much agree on whether or mm-hmm. rank. we think it's fair a fair assessment on the team and finally before we wrap up guys me and ed just want to get into our bold predictions what do you got ed?
0: yeah you got the hot hand right now i'm gonna say um i'm gonna stick with bradley bill that shooting performance was not up to his standards or to our standards of bradley bill I'm going to say he has 20 points in the first half. I think he's going to come out guns a blazing. 20 points in the first half. My backup bull prediction is Gafford, four blocks.
2: Okay. Okay, I like that. Now, last game I went with Kuz. This game I'm going to go with the rookie Corey Kispert to have just his best game of the preseason right here. I'm looking at... 50% 50% from the 3, maybe above 50% from the 3. We can say about 13 points in general. So, I think that's pretty modest especially from what he has performed like in his last two preseason games. I think that's fair. I think that's pretty bold. 50%. I would say maybe even over 50% from the 3, and this isn't from the film talking about from the 3. So, that's what I would go with But Corey Kispert. And guys, I want to thank you all again for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. Next episode, we will be going over the Wizards-Knicks preseason finale game. And I want you to make your second listen, Locked On Fantasy Basketball with Josh Lloyd. He hosts the number one daily fantasy basketball show on the planet. It's free and available on all platforms. So once again, guys, I would love for you to subscribe on Apple Podcasts and every other platform. And follow us, Locked On Wizards, on Twitter and on YouTube. And that's all I got for you guys today. We will see you next time.
0: Yes, sir. hells to the Wizards, all oh, Peace. Peace.
1: Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.